welcome to Shooting the Shit. We're back, we're back. Um, we missed last uh, last time's go because uh, of old Queenie's funeral. So we couldn't we couldn't do it. We missed a session, which we will put back into the schedule if anyone, you know, is really heartbroken that they missed it. Um, but today we are here to talk about um, women and social media and why are women treated so blinking appallingly on social media? And is there anything we can do about it? Or do we have to put up and shut about it? Uh, put up and shut up about it? Um, but first exciting bit and introduction so joe what's your name and where'd you come from and is there anything exciting you want to tell us <laughs> uh, so my name's joe uh joanne grant i work as a publisher I'm from leicester but i'm living in surrey and yeah i'm i'm very i'm quite pregnant that's my Me exciting news pregnant Look! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I also I can't believe we were just saying before we went live like how happy we are for you I also can't believe how amazingly tidy your bump is when I yeah. was pregnant I was just fat everywhere yeah. you look fabulous with a really neat little bump and you do and like your hair, like your hair, it always looks immaculate. But like by this point, I could barely be bothered to like brush my teeth, let alone my hair. Like you yeah, look amazing. Didn't, yeah, didn't wash my hair. Was no. like just lying on the sofa, going, make it. Your going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, you guys. I'm yeah. loving it. <laughs> Glowing, yeah. that's what you are, glowing. Yeah, 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 you cow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, what's your name and where'd you come from? I'm Hannah, I am from Grow Traffic, and I've got literally nothing exciting to talk about. I'm definitely not having a baby. Um, no. Maybe just the food baby. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Yes, uh, no change there, though, eh? Um, yeah, Rachel, one, uh, Rachel from Grow Traffic also not got any exciting news, or certainly can't top that one. No. Um, but yes, uh, that's it, isn't it? We're still here. We're still babbling on no, about actually, issues have... and things. My exciting news, I suppose it's not mega exciting, but it's exciting to me, is my, who was my baby 10 years ago, is now applying for high schools. <gasps> I know. Oh, and that feels big. And Joe, in 10 years, you'll be sitting here going, my baby's applying for high schools. <laughs> yeah. It's all like it's gone in the blink of an eye. But that's the okay. stupid thing, isn't it? People used to say that to me. They'd be like, oh, you know, blink and it's over. And, but, and literally 10 years ago feels like that. You know, it mm. just it genuinely, when, you, when you're in the thick of it, you know, and they're just screaming because they've got an ear infection and your carpet is smeared in yogurt and you no, haven't had a good night's sleep for three years. You know, at that point, you're like, oh, why is this dragging? But then honestly, you look back and you're like, where the hell did that go? So, yeah. Well, they say, don't they, that the days are long and the years are short. Oh and yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. a good way to summarize it. Because even like Dave, the least sentimental man in the world, was looking at um, pictures of baby Nai a few years ago and going, "Oh, I don't feel that long ago," and it really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so you enjoy it, you bask in it. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Whereas I say we're here to talk about women and social media and why do women get such a short shrift on social media? Joe, has anybody ever called you a nasty? misogynistic name on social media you know what no oh really <laughs> genuinely is that just because you don't argue with idiots on social media I don't get it I, yeah I'm very conflict averse I'm very uh, I'm very Switzerland when it comes to social media so I do walk a very um yeah a, on purpose mm. because I don't want to be 
um, I don't want to be faced with abuse on social media. So yeah. I do. I, I'm I'm, I'm very I'm very neutral yeah. in how I portray myself on social media. This is the most controversial I get. It's speaking with you guys live. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And we've already said that, haven't we? You, you put yourself out on a limb to do this, and we know yeah. it's not always in your comfort zone. But I, that's uh, you know that's one of the points that we'll come on to discuss. Actually, is the fact that women very often are not or are too frightened to put their opinions out there. To, to say anything even vaguely controversial because they know that there will be a backlash. Hannah, has anybody ever called you a, a nasty name on social media? Oh, yeah, loads. But just to say, though, like the fact that Joe described it as risk averse suggests mm. that there's a, you know, there's a risk. There's a risk. In, in putting yourself out there on social media. And I remember two very uh, kind of life, not life-changing, but... Um, like impactful yeah uh, situations that changed how I interact on social media the first was um I tweeted uh, and and hashtagged in everyday sexism it was when the everyday sexism project was was massive and somebody a man in a bar had asked Dave for permission to dance with me and so I put on um everyday sexism this story and I got a massive torrent of abuse um and then the yeah and then from men mm. and then the other one was um in an seo group on facebook and so now i just don't use twitter um because it's so toxic and vital and then in an seo group um a man asked what what's the worst or what's the one thing that you wish you could change about the seo industry and i said the sexism mm-hmm. oh my god like rape <laughs> threats like was it like it was unbelievable. I got called the most horrendous names. Like I went onto a sisters in SEO group, which is all women, mm-hmm. and um, and and said I need some help, and everybody kind of jumped in and came. Everybody to my piled on. <laughs> and then eventually, Dali messaged the owner of the group and said, "You need to get your moderators in here now because it's vile." But there were hundreds, hundreds of messages from men. And all I said was the sexism. Yeah, and they have to prove a point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Honestly, it was horrendous. It was horrific, and I and it's made me so nervous now. To for one thing, like the everyday sexism thing, I now won't like talk about, you know, in public platforms about experiences or sexism or my beliefs. I'll do it on Facebook because they're people that you know. It's not as public, is it? It's mm. it's your friends. Um. And I definitely, I definitely shy away from commenting in in professional groups where there's men. I, I don't get shut down. Yeah, I don't anymore. I, I mm-hmm. will not. I mean, we're you know, as you know, we're in we're in several sort of Facebook communities, online communities for for SEO. The the female only ones, women in tech SEO, sisters in SEO. You know, absolutely, I'll go in there and 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 it's very very supportive. You know, all of the women are cheering each other on and saying, you know, anyone got any advice? And we say, go for it, and do it, and blah blah. You go in the male groups or the male dominated groups, and or instantly the groups with the men. Groups, in. Yeah, the groups with men in and I I won't post or I won't even comment anymore I, I'll no, read them I'll read what other people are saying but I'm not having I'm not even wading in because it's and even the, the even when they're talking to each other it's so passive aggressive oh yeah you know, has anybody got any case studies about battlings why the fuck are you doing battlings you you yeah. Yeah. nobody's like, doing battlings and it's just like oh god calm down so and yeah so it's mean, really yeah go on I do wonder if this is just um, like unique to SEO 
because we seem to be a kind of community of pedants or well, if it, and it's not like there's no kind of science it's all mm-hmm. this is what I think this is what you think you know it's a kind of you know you feel your way um or if it's female groups and male groups well, I mean, I, the, the worst abuse that I, did, I got was actually over a friend's post. Um, and she'd put a, put a photo of her son by the Christmas tree, a teenage son. And I said, oh, he, your teenage son, like, looks happy because he had a typically teenage, like, morose face on. Obviously, being sarcastic, I put a laughing face after it. And I got a load of abuse from somebody that she vaguely knew about that, calling me, like, cunt and twat and all this oh, stuff. Oh, I remember this. Like, yeah. yeah, it was really, it was really odd. It was really odd. But that was the sort of worst personal abuse that I've ever had but according to statistics statistics run by Amnesty a a survey done by Amnesty International 85% of women in the world have either witnessed or experienced uh, abuse online so that's from somebody calling them a stupid name somebody calling them out Um, and when you look at politicians around the world so if you look at female politicians in particular 42 percent of female politicians have said that they almost 100 percent of female politicians said that they've experienced abuse 42 percent said that they have experienced severe abuse and that counts as like horrible really offensive names death uh, name calling death threats rape threats people putting up false stories designed to discredit them or people putting up fake stories or photoshopped images or whatever designed to make them appear stupid or overtly sexual and those have been like sustained campaigns as well so almost half of female politicians have been the victim of that level of abuse and I mean I, I don't know if you all saw recently the the brouhaha brouhaha with um is it who oh what was it was it Norway's or Denmark's female prime minister who'd who was gone- partying yeah she went she went out on the How piss with her friends and she danced Ugh. She danced, and, she had, yeah, and people took people. Somebody took a photo, a, a video, I think, and then put it on social media, and then they accused her of taking drugs. Yeah, she, oh and she she voluntarily put herself under a drugs test to to make sure that you know to prove that she hadn't. She was just enjoying herself with her friends. But I mean, you like that Boris Johnson would never in a million years have got that level of of abuse or criticism, would oh, he? No, no. I, I was listening to a really interesting podcast um the other day it was by Fee Glover it was on BBC Sounds um and it was about trolling and and there was there was a man on there who had been trolled and and subjected to like sexually charged hate um and but but there was a politician on I can't remember her name so this is a really good story and um (laughs) but like just the fact hearing you know when you say 45% 45% of politicians have experienced a sustained issue. She was saying, people said online that they were going to rape me and rape my children and find me and they knew where I lived and they knew what I was doing and it was not just one person, it was lots of people and people the would join police put a, 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 a guard on her, didn't they? Because they counted it as a credible. It wasn't just taken as a, somebody saying it. They counted it as a credible threat, didn't they? And I think this is the this is the problem that when that it's so easy to look past the fact that there's a real human being on the other end of this, reading this, being affected by this, um, and it's even more scary in a way because it's so like intangible and in the ether and you know is it is it really like if someone says it to your face I suppose you can tell if they're joking or not not that it's a funny thing to joke about Mm. um but it's so you know 
they could be anywhere. They could be anybody. It's so intangible, isn't it? And that's exactly it. That's why it's so frightening because, you know, the person doing it feels like they are anonymous because they can't see. I mean, they might have created a fake account. They can just go and delete that after they've thrown a bit of abuse at you or whatever. To them, it's a really sort of uh, impersonal thing. But to the person on the receiving end of that, exactly as you say, they don't know where you live, that you're not watching them, you know, and that makes you feel really weird. I, I had a situation just at the weekend. I won't go into the entire thing, but basically I put a rug on a horse two minutes later somebody texts and said if that rug well at five minutes later if that horse breaks that rug I'm not paying for it and immediately I was like oh my god are they what like it might have been coincidence that it was that far away but immediately I felt really weird and I felt like am I entirely safe even being in my own field on my own property like is somebody watching me and just that thought instantly and that's not a person threatening or anything instantly I felt like oh so just not knowing if somebody is watching you. Was, was someone watching you put a rug on a horse? I don't think so. I think he probably just went past after I'd done it and it was probably a coincidence, but I, I felt a bit funny about it. Yeah, that, I don't know, but he might have been. He might have been watching me. But, it's, but cre- it wasn't. it's creepy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I felt just a bit like, uh, and it, uh, you know, extrapolate that out to somebody's threatened to rape your child you know, and then you you don't know whether your child is safe when they're at school, walking school. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. So obviously there's that emotional impact. But what other impacts do you think that this has on women? It, change, it makes them change their behaviours of what they feel they can, can and can't do. You know, it's not just, oh, you know, well, not just. There's no just about it. That emotional impact. You, you start changing your behaviours. You, you, you know, you are like me. You are risk averse. You might not speak your mind. You might not speak up. And then, you you know... Or you might completely shut off like Hannah had said, you know, I'm not on Twitter now. And she may have a job in the future where, you know, I want you to be on Twitter. It's like, well, I don't want to be. I can't do that. Mm. You know, these are small things, but it it can make you fearful in real life. It takes something from being online, but suddenly you are in a, a field thinking someone's watching you. You know, yeah. it, it, impact, it can impact every part of your life and your behavior. And it's silencing and it's minimizing. So, you know, if you think about those communities that like take, for example, the SEO community, if you do that to enough women, you silence a huge part of your of your um, industry, you know, of your peers. and, And it reduces the impact and the visibility and the representation that women have Um that and isn't that the aim of it? I think that's the point. Well, of it. I think that's they want the point. us to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, then I don't believe that they're going into it, going, right, I'm sick of these bloody women. I'm going to say this to her. I mean, some of them might have been, but I think it's more just, oh, fucking now what? I don't know what the but, is. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's, it becomes cyclical, doesn't it? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. They might not be going out with the uh, intention of that, but essentially those that sort of bro, SEO bro attitude becomes the norm because fewer and fewer women go in there. Now, you know, like in the business world, for example, I didn't used to like doing women-only networking because my belief is if you're a woman in business, you've got to be able to walk into a, a room full of men in business and hold your head up. So I don't want to, you know, self segregate into these women's groups whereas online I do that because it, it feels safer and and that's a stupid thing to say because potentially online they're less likely to hurt me you know it's words isn't it but actually what happens is that women go off and create these female only groups they only talk to each other there the SEO industry becomes less and less 
populated with women and and it, then you just you know we're saying we need more women in seo but actually when when there's 12,000 men in a in an seo group all conversing fine and then 3,000 women in a little group and we're off having a conversation on our own we're not visible to those men we're not going to be invited to speak at conferences we're not uh, you know our opinions are not taken seriously and so it it flows out it spills out into the offline world doesn't it and it's not just work communities the same thing happens in you know beekeeping communities i would imagine and you know metal detecting communities well, you know, I, think as, I think as well you're right about it spills out so if you think about um the rise of inceldom which we've talked about before and i'm reading an amazing book at the moment which is called why men hate women which talks a lot about incels and um, you know incels it started online and it spills out into real actions because because the impact of what is what is being said and, and done becomes deadened every time somebody reads it, they become emboldened that this is the way you can speak and this is acceptable and there's not been a consequence to saying that you're going to try and rape somebody's child. And so I'm going to say it again, or I'm going to say something slightly worse, or I'm going to say what I really feel, or actually he's made a good point, I agree with that. And and so it just snowballs to the point where activities are being taken offline and hatred against women that started online results in things like, you know, where incels drive the car into groups to kill the women or where they go into schools and shoot up women only and girls only. And, you know, these are real events and it happens and it spirals or it's not as extreme and it's just insidious that misogyny becomes so ingrained into people's way of thinking it, it has to spill out into real life mm. And and the other thing is that that you know that I, I will share some links in the comments of this uh, section and the, the show notes, whatever you want to call it. Um, but there there was some research done at Lancaster University just last year, actually, by a PhD student, and and she was looking at, at the um the the sort of sprawl of the manosphere, if you like, which includes incel communities and stuff. And and the same, you know, yes, it's spreading offline. People are then going and getting guns and going and shooting women. But you know, it's 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 seeping into other communities communities online and again as women change their behavior and say I'm, I don't want to risk actually being called a cunt so I'm just not going to go there that manosphere that that bro attitude that that language of the incels becomes more prevalent more common and and so Twitter at the moment I mean even the the CEO of Twitter at the minute you know Amnesty International have a big campaign about about making Twitter more equitable and the, every year that actually if you look on the website again I'll put a link to it they've put a quote of every Twitter CEO every year they've said this is not good enough we need to do something about it I promise this year I'm going to do it and then they post next year's quote they've got it going back to 2011 of the CEO of Twitter saying yeah no excuses we need to sort it out it's not it's not acceptable but it's just seeping everywhere and taking over so you know you're right how how do you then it's becoming more of an issue harder to combat it because we didn't do anything about it in the beginning but how do you that's the the big old question isn't it how yeah. do you police um social media and yeah. people's opinions and that's what a lot of people take well it's my opinion that I'm gonna have it it's just so I just can't get over how vile mm. people can be to complete strangers mm. and what it takes for that individual to think that's what I'm going to say and have that much hatred inside of you I think that's what really alarms me is the level of hatred that comes out mm. and I think the thing that, that I think like where we start is 
we've all sat here and talked about real life and social media, like the two different things. Social media is real life and freedom of speech. You know, I'll stand and defend freedom of speech all day long. But there's consequences to some to what you say sometimes. Like you can't spout hate against a certain demographic. And, you know, as a as a cis woman, like I have a lot of benefits and privileges as as the three of us do. And and like it's it's bad for us. So imagine what it's like for LGBTQ plus women and, and women of colour and like mm. it's just a gazillion times worse, disabled women and stuff. So like I think the first thing that needs to happen is that it stops being treated as as a, an online thing and therefore not as serious. Like you can't get online without an IP address and you need to have a, a you know, a real life address. Like everybody is traceable through the internet and people should be held accountable for what they say online. I mean, that's a, that's a very good point, isn't it, about the reality. There was a programme, I think it was like Stacey Dooley did it a, a few years ago on the iPlayer, I think it still is, tracing down internet trolls. And she traced quite a few of them and, and they like met up with them and they're like, why why do you do this? Why do you cause people this level of pain? And quite a lot of them were just young lads going, it was just a laugh. I, you know, I wasn't, uh, you like, why did you threaten to rape and kill this woman and her children and they were like, I just thought it was funny I didn't really mean it and this woman had lived, like the woman has lived in fear for five years and it was just kids having a laugh so yeah I think there should be you know if you're going to have a level of um, you know uh, accountability if you're going to open a social media account you have to prove like you do if you're opening a bank account that you are a real person that you've got an address that you, you've got a level of sort of responsibility that would stop people just opening accounts to abuse people and closing them again and then starting a new one yeah, so real consequences yeah real yeah. consequences but I would also say you would probably need if you think about You'd need a whole entire different police force to I deal was just with that. About how would you deal? But I mean, I think yeah, also... you'd need an actual whole organisation mm. whose response, you know, that would be their responsibility. Yeah. But I think the social media platforms have got a responsibility to this as well. Because, yeah. you know, I know that they say we're just a vehicle, we're just a platform. It's not up to us to police freedom of speech. And, but it kind of it is because you can't have people spouting hate on on your social media platform and and like freedom of speech is not freedom of speech is not the same thing as as allowing hate, hate. Yeah. yeah well i mean I, this I, is I, go on, no go on joe so no i find that really difficult as well you know it's we, we we've entered in some ways we've entered into a really good era you know people talk talk about i'm going to share my truth it's just like well, that doesn't give you free reign to be really hateful and mean, yeah. you know. And the other thing is that people yeah. mistake what a social media platform is. People think a social media platform, this is my soapbox for me to say whatever I want to the world. They're not. They're private companies. And yeah. if you are using that company's platform in exchange for them gathering your data. That's the, that's the deal that you've made, whether you're aware of it or not. So, you know, they are gathering information on you and they are allowing you to use your their platform for free so that they can do that but you still have to abide by the rules of that platform you know it's facebook is not you know your personal platform to, to say the hateful things corner. yeah yeah exactly is, exactly you know if you were to go and take a literal soapbox and go and stand out on the street and shout whatever you want ranting and raving like bloody abu hamza like you are gonna get arrested because you can't say stuff can't like that. that yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. 
can I, can I have a, sorry to jump back but I know we're probably going to run yeah. out of time I've got a genuine question about the SEO communities mm-hmm. is you know because we're really talking about you know how women are treated in social media you you reference that a lot of the blokes can be like they're just passive aggressive to one e- in each other so could you could you is it that the environment itself can get toxic and it's just how the men interact with either a man or a woman that's the difference so they're being pretty shitty (laughs) to whoever but they tend to fall back on sexist misogynistic language when it's a woman when it's and and when it's a man they just get all a bit you know yeah they are worse i think yeah they're worse with women because they're a lot more patronizing when it's Mm -hmm. a woman but yeah just generally but they're just generally this this brings us to a sort of another point of what we can do about it because th- this is that's not unique to the seo community mm-hmm. that that let you know i left my local bake up past and present facebook page because it was so toxic because anybody posted it you know there's a there's a, a bring and buy at the church hall this week well bloody rossendale borough council have taken some brown envelopes in order to do that haven't they and, and straight yeah, away yeah. it was in with the yeah, it was nobody could do or say a single thing without people jumping on. And I think, my God, like I live, I live in the same area as these people, yeah. and I, have, I don't like walk down the street and people are going, "Well, I bet you got that bloody thing from Rotherham Council, didn't you?" Like nobody, yeah. everyone's chill. But it's, yeah. But then it's, it, they say like, or oh, there wasn't a bring and buy at the Methodist church, was there? Why is there a bring and buy at the Baptist church? Bloody Baptist, get all it. Honestly, it's horrendous. Exactly. But <laughs> this is the thing about these online communities and that level of anonymity and that level of, of uh, you know, detachment that people feel for it. So just generally speaking, you know, take women out of the equation. I think there just needs to be a lot more education and a lot more training i think if you want to be an admin of a page particularly a community page then you need to at least be able to conform you know take some sort of standards or pass or you know test or something to say that you're competent to do this but also i think as a as a community as a society we need to get better at calling out or correcting this this type of behavior it is possible to be a moderator for a community group that doesn't allow people to speak to each other in that way. I've seen it happen. So, you know, is is that a community responsibility that we do that? Well, I was about to say, but then it goes back to it just becomes that you, the fear is that the moderator doesn't stop it. And all he does is channel that anger and onto the moderator and God help it if it's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> That would yep. be my take on that. It's just like, why would you want to be a moderator on a group like that? Because I, know. I mean, when you said that, Rach, like just the thought of having to police this and moderate, like, oh God. I mean, I think one one platform that gets a lot of bad rep that I think has the moderation down pat is Reddit. So, like, their moderators, if there's a different board. And there tends to be like one or two boards for every kind of interest. And their moderators are like the the first and last word of everything. There's no comeback. They can remove people immediately. There's rules to every group, more so than Facebook. And this is what I mean. It's possible. It's possible. Reddit is actually 
actually really good at that, at doing that moderator level. So that proves that they can do it, which means it is a conscious choice that Facebook and Twitter have had. I mean, obviously, there are problems with blanket rules and blanket regulations, because that's when you get into the realm of, you know, well, they can't take into account nuances of human language or, you know, you you just say, yeah, sarcasm or, you know, somebody was saying the other day about uh, it's going to blow up or whatever. They got a ban. Who was it? It was Rebecca talking about a sale or something, wasn't it? It's I got a ban. Rebecca got a ban for saying that there was a massive spider living in a loft, so she was going to burn a house down. Yeah, that was it. She got got banned. banned. I got banned on Facebook. Yeah, and this is the problem, yeah. I've had a 16-day ban on Facebook um, because I said, um, if my husband gives me the shit fork again, I'm going to stab him in the neck with it. (laughs) But this is the irony, isn't it? You're not allowed to jokingly say you're going to stab your husband with a fork. You know, it's it's health and safety gone mad. (laughs) Bloody political correctness. I mean, that fork has got wonky prongs. It ain't doing any damage. But this is the problem, isn't it? Then you introduce a sort of algorithmic check and that doesn't understand nuance or sarcasm or, you know, you ban naked pictures pictures of naked people which means you then can't have art on the platform and you know there are issues with things like that so it does have to sort of fall back to a human level because you can't do it any other way in which case you know like I say Reddit's got it right we look to Reddit and see how they're doing it and you have to instill that level of respect and authority and say the moderator is the last and first and last line what they say goes there's no arguments I think, like, I think the algorithms have got a responsibility. Like, you know, the platforms have got a responsibility. But, um, what are you thinking of? <laughs> Those damn algorithms. <laughs> algorithms. algorithms. <laughs> when, we, when we come down to it, there is a human at the other end that is responsible for their own, for their own you know, yeah. output. And, yeah. and yes, this, the social media platforms should clamp down on it. But how do we get through to people? That it's not okay to talk shit to other people. That like you wouldn't say it to their face. Like you wouldn't say it if your mother was standing next to you. So why are you saying it like online? Because it's just as hurt. In fact, I would say in some ways it's 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 more impactful. More because, yeah, yeah, because psychologically humans want to 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 um belong and to have like be part of a unit that's what we strive for that's why when someone says something critical of you you know it makes you feel like shit for like a day and a half yeah but and when so when you read it over and over and over and over again there's you know 20 comments saying how awful you are that's got a really like deep psychological impact and, and if you were really together is. in a room, you would talk that out. You would say, yes. why do you think that about me? Well, I, because I think you're stupid. Well, actually, I've done this, this and this. And I think this. Oh, no, well, actually, that's a good point. But on social yes. media, you can't do that. It just gets more and more entrenched. And so the hurt becomes deeper and deeper. Yes. So this is why there are actually, again, and I'll put the links in the in the comments. There are a few agencies. Amnesty International is one. The um, World Wide <laughs> Web. What's Tim Berners-Lee? The World Wide Web Foundation, Tim Berners-Lee's mm. um, charity. Um, and a couple of others which again I'll share 
but they have um, campaigns going on to stop misogyny and and general hate crime and hate speech and stuff online. Um, and and the general thing is, you know, they are lobbying governments to make changes. They're lobby, lobbying the, the platforms themselves to do more. But but you're right. The, the the one aspect that we can't sort of lobby and legislate for is humans. And so, do we need to provide more training? I know kids now get this sort of thing in in PSHE, don't they? Well, I, do you know what actually? I, what I think what what kids learn, and this is an interesting point, kids learn how to deal with hate speech and abuse mm. online, but I don't think they're actually taught not to do it. Which is again, mm. we're looking at things the wrong way here, aren't we? Mm, yeah, it's totally victim blaming. Yeah, and yeah. I find I find that a lot with just general. If something goes wrong, it's like where is the person to stop this? It's like mm, what about the individual that yeah in the first place there's yeah, often yeah. a lot everyone's always looking elsewhere to blame and not at the individuals mm. and yeah how do you change society or uh, especially within the it, it does feel like have people always been like this um but it's been contained in within their little groups or is it being perpetuated and i would say it worries me that it's being perpetuated because it mm. look it seems normal if yeah. you can see it, someone else has said it. So, you know, that bit about the validation. But, yeah, I think it needs to be taught. I feel like it's not acceptable. I do. Yeah, I feel like it's getting worse and, and more yeah. and it's everywhere. And, I, yeah, and I think we need to teach children that it's not acceptable to do it. So I think it needs to become part of the PSHE curriculum or whatever they call it these days. But also, you know, is there is there levels of training, whether it be through the workplace or <clears throat> online courses that you can do? I think that needs to be provided. And, and I think what that training should do is explain to people the impact so you think you're just a teenage lad calling a woman a cunt and saying you're going to rape her well actually that has real world consequences to that woman and here have a chat with that woman and see how you made her feel because when you do that when you have that human connection that, that this stops it that's what restorative justice is isn't it mm. that's the theory behind it so you know maybe we need to create maybe we could do this through the Soroptimist Hannah maybe we need to create some some lesson plans and resources and stuff like that to teach people that actually this is not a joke it's it really hurts people I think as well um employers because this is not just kids doing it um you know it's it's people yeah. who all, all grown people who should know all better grown. was it in the was it in the pandemic there was something wasn't there oh no it was the um it was the the football the women's football and the the guy made a really horrible racist and sexist I think comment about football somebody screenshotted it and sent it to his boss and he got the sack you know that kind of accountability I think needs to be upheld doesn't it yeah yeah thanks for making my point sorry sorry (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like employers have got, uh, I mean, everywhere I've worked, especially in the public sector, has always said you're representing this company on and offline and you're not allowed to say inflammatory, derogatory things. And Mm. people were sacked for saying things um, where I used to work and rightly so. So I think, you know, there's a responsibility, like it takes a village to raise a child and it takes a village to stop bigoted arseholes from mm. because I think I, I think it is getting worse because you wouldn't go to the pub and say see that woman over there I'm gonna rape her kids and beat the shit out of her and cut her head off and piss in her neck like you know you oh, she said I don't like football yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's the point yeah. as well 
that yeah. is the word like the the what's being said is so disproportionate yeah. to what where it comes from and that's the disconnect you know yeah. there's no Ugh, yeah, and, and, and that's the it's final point. We, we have actually, point. yeah, the final point. We, we've covered all of the points that, that for, are recommended online for how to tackle this, you know, lobby government, introduce training, all that kind of stuff. The final point is just not to stand for it. And that doesn't mean that they're not saying women, you know, put yourself in in a position of, of threat or, or, you know, keep fighting back with a, with a moronic troll or whatever. What they're saying is if you experience abuse online, report it and then block that person. Don't just let it slide every single instance that if even if it's not directed at you report it and block the person because that's the only way they're going to learn but otherwise um, you know just don't don't accept those levels of misogynistic language generally you know and don't let men accept them but you know when they're in the pub or whatever having those conversations just don't let that kind of misogynistic hate speech disproportionate chat become the norm become a joke become acceptable to say look at that stupid woman i'm going to rape her that should not be a a, a jokey no, thing that they yeah. To say. yeah 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 so it's just you know society don't let people get away with it offline don't let them get away with it online but you know keep yourself safe Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well there we go and we've gone we've gone a little bit over time but not too bad actually so um joe final word I don't know what else to say after that lovely summing up there, Rachel. I was just, uh, yeah, I think um, I just feel very thankful that I haven't been on the receiving end. Doesn't mean I don't see it. It doesn't mean I don't put into block people. I have done yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. And I've seen have it. it. Uh, don't be a dick online. My yeah. Final uh, mine, I, I, mine is the same as yours, actually, Joe. I'm, I'm gonna, and I haven't done this, and I feel really disappointed in myself. I've seen, I've experienced it, but I've seen other women being called names, and I've just thought that's not very nice. But I'm not wading into that, and actually, I'm gonna start reporting people and, and yeah. blocking it because yeah. the only way the algorithms are gonna, the companies rather, are gonna deal with this and change the algorithms is, is if they get enough of those responses of people saying actually that's, that's not all right. So we mm. all need to. to to take action and as hannah says use our privilege yeah there yeah. we go right brilliant thank you very much if you have watched this well i don't think anyone's watched this live actually because i forgot to uh, advertise that we were doing it so there we go <laughs> if you're watching it back and you'd like to leave us a comment or a question please do i will put the links as i said in the comments if you are listening to this as a podcast thank you please rate and subscribe us and do all those other things subscribe to us um and if you are watching it on youtube subscribe below um and also you may comment and we'll watch it that's it thank you very much we'll be back in two weeks but joe you won't because you will be on an enforced maternity leave by then won't you maybe so we, we might we might not see you for a few weeks but will you come on with baby and show him off to us please? yeah i'll do the whole lion king oh, yeah. <laughs> marvelous we're very excited and can't wait i'll second you in the shit baby yes of course because aubrey was born just as we started yeah. now wasn't she yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. there we go. Yeah, Round it, girl and a boy. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. Right, thank you very much. I'm pressing the button. Bye.